Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. I don't have enough ports for mic charger. <laughs> you got to uh, use a dongle. So when you use a dongle, the only like one port will work. Have you tried uh, it? Uh, every, How many? Literally every week. <laughs> the man who needs no introduction. Uh, if Whenever I'm with Brock, he knows everyone around. Um, there isn't a sport he doesn't know about. There isn't a person that doesn't know Brock Anthony and Brock Anthony started his career at campus Inc when he was 17 years old, 17 years old. Um, Brock, we'll let you give your own intro first and then, you know, we can have some fun with it. Um, so my name is Brock Anthony, creative director of NIL and collegiate sales manager on the student designer side. Um, I started Campus Inc. at 17 years old at the University of Illinois, where, um, honestly, Mike, um, said we needed a rush shirt done. I made a rush shirt and then we got them printed. He brought me to the Campus Inc. shop at the time, brought me upstairs and, Steven was like, who made this? I'm like, I did. He's like, you need a job? I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like playing water polo. I'm pledging a fraternity, working. There's no chance. And he's like, we'll make time for it. And then kind of just start growing from there, you know, one student to three students to four to almost 200 now. So it's been quite a time. 200 students you manage. You you also spend time at uh, Red Bull Creative Agency, right? You spent a little bit of time dialing up people at Yelp. You've you've been around. Yeah, I've been around. I've worked at a Create uh, Carol H. Williams Advertising right after college, then Yelp, which is a crazy rigorous job in sales, and then started working as a manager for all the students, teaching them sales and design. So yeah, so just did what I when did. Brock was a student. He Brock was the first student that I ever hired. So I graduated college, um, and then I, I was working at the little print shop um, and just learning the, the ropes. And literally, Brock came up, put in an order, and someone Mike, who works with us now, said, "Hey, this this kid knows stuff." And I was like, "All right." And Brock just kept coming back. So to to brag about Brock, but can't do that because it'll get to his head. Um, <laughs> Brock launched our student program without knowing it, um, started bringing his friends that turned into campuses and, and that's how we spread all across the country. When Brock was in school, I think he did, I don't know, quarter million dollars in sales. Yeah. A little bit more, give or take, give or take <laughs> quarter million dollars in sales in college, um, learning design, um, in all his off hours, um, as the most popular person on campus, teaching other students design. And when we really, after COVID, we were kind of resetting the business. Um, we started texting and next thing you know, really Brock, like uh, you launched a Chicago office. <laughs> so one of the first yeah. hires back in Chicago and uh, has been with us ever since, uh, manages hundreds of students across the country. Um, and really there isn't anything I always tell people, like if there's a couple people in the world that know how I'm going to think or respond, Brock is one of them. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll take words out of my mouth for me. Um, but Brock's been around the block here and, and he's done it all. And, uh, he might be, he might have the best stories too, Sean. 
No, I, I've been very much looking forward to this conversation because <laughs> um, I've only known Brock since about March, and I've come to very much enjoy working with him. Uh, but I, I need to know what he was like when when uh, you first came across him, Stephen, because um, I, I know there's some amazing stories out there. But what, what do you remember from Brock when he first walked through the door, Stephen? Well, he was. He was- <laughs> I know you were wearing a uh, you were wearing those duck boots. What do you call those? Um, the bean boots. Bean boots. LL Bean <laughs> boots. As a freshman, uh, was always wearing a vest with a button down, and khakis, and um, and Spiries, uh, He knew too. He and Sperry's. He knew everyone. I think the funny story that I have. So I was like, you know, Brock was slinging shirts, and this was before Venmo, so he'd have to bring me money in cash and envelopes. I tip him out with it. Um, so he asked me. He goes, "Can I?" I want to have my birthday bar crawl. And I said, yeah, sure. You can, you can have your birthday bar crawl. So he came up to me and said, I want to have a birthday bar crawl. Can I print some shirts? Well, no problem. How many shirts do you think, you know, this kid in college is going to need? Well, 150 shirts later, (laughs) the Brock birthday bar crawl was one of the biggest (laughs) events on campus. And uh, that that's where I knew we had a, an extremely special and loved individual. Um, and you came up and printed them, Brock. But yeah. Brock was with me literally when there were only you know, a couple of us there answering phones, you know, putting names on the back of shirts, uh, placing orders, deliveries, uh, you name it. Um, and so uh, we, we, we put an ad in one of the early newspapers. It's called The Odyssey. Yeah. And it said, we're taking over <laughs> the picture of Brock on there. And there were so many typos on this. So I many still typos. To this day. I don't think That's we got a picture Brock. of Brock saying you're taking over. Yeah. And you know it's going to um, happen. But when I would tell Brock, when I gave Brock a challenge in college, like Brock, we need to figure out a way to get to every sorority. And he goes, perfect. We'll just go deliver them all, you know, fanny packs. And so he would come package them all up. Uh, drop off cookie cakes, fanny packs, built relationships, old school relationships. And, you know, when people needed shirts, you just said, well, we're just going to go with Brock. And a lot of what we've been built on in the relationships um, come from, from a lot of that groundwork. Brock, what's your favorite memory? Oh, man. I would have to say when we finally got all of, like, we had some girls in fraternities. Um, we had a bunch of guys, too. I think is when we had the first bucket night, I want to say. And it was kind of just all of us kind of taking over. We were like, whatever other companies out there, we're going to do it better. We're going to get every fraternity, every sorority. And there was like seven of us, like as a squad. And we did every single thing together. We like went to Canada. I think that hands down is probably my favorite time. We all went to Canada for our first sales retreat. And um, we all went there and had no expectations, but we like each gave different presentations on how to build better relationships. But it was just the fact that we were so young going to Canada. We all dressed up in like the same outfit and Stephen were all black. And it just like was so funny. Like if you look at the picture, every guy has a blue button down on all the girls had black dresses. But it was just then where we were like, well, this is going to be crazy. And we were like, we got to keep hiring. We got to keep hiring. And then boom, now it's 200 kids. <laughs> That relationship building for sure uh, has has paid off dividends because I even now like I, every time we come back from a weekend, 
I'm like, what's up? How's everybody's weekend? What'd you do, Brock? You're like, oh, I was at this place. And it was crazy. I ran into this guy from three years ago. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually saw one of our athletes who who hit me up here. And I, there's not a, a single time you go anywhere in the city that you don't run into somebody you know. Yeah, my friends don't like that. <laughs> we can't just go out. <laughs> it's got to be, oh, hey, hey. So, yeah. Br- Brock, you're obviously an incredible salesperson. Um but you're also an artist. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your your journey as an artist and talking to the mic so we can hear your voice. Yeah, so arts kind of started for me in seventh grade. My mom was I kind of just got into an art class and then kept going from there. I was a part of Marwin, which is actually in Chicago, right on this street, a little bit further down. And then I went to like Little Black Pearl, where like Hebrew Brantley was my design teacher at the time, which is a big Chicago artist. So I kind of fell in love with art fast, but. I was always told, like, you're not going to make a lot of money doing it or do anything with, like, art. So I was like, all right, well, I'll try to do the sports thing. So play water polo for quite some time. Um, And then art kind of just started picking up because I started making T-shirts. And then T-shirts turned into someone asking me for a logo. Logo turned into website. Website turned into full branding. Um, branding turned into geo filters that turned back into logos. And then I kind of started Brock Anthony designs kind of as a freelance. And then now just, um, do a bunch of different branding, do work with different artists, DJs, um, and new brands that are starting. So it's kind of been branding people for a while. Mm -hmm. When you, when you started early on Brock, how much was it I really, really enjoy doing this. And how much was it? This is like easy money. I think that it was honestly in college when I first started getting asked to make someone's logo where I was like, oh, wait, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you And then like my artwork from like freshman year versus now is just like completely night and day. But it started off and like I made someone's logo. And then, of course, I changed yeah. the logo years later. But um, I kind of fell in love with art young. Just I've always been like a creative person, just like. My sister was a model, so she's kind of in the creative world. My twin sister is complete opposite of me, but she still likes being creative. And then my mom is kind of artsy as well. So interior design, all that. So it kind of like sparked it with me. Um, So, yeah, so kind of young. I think what's interesting is you proved out a concept for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we as we brainstormed, we said, why can't we pay college students to design and sell apparel? Mm hmm. And I remember, Adam, we were at Print Hustlers and people would be like, what do you mean you have students doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? what? They, they have Adobe Illustrator? And I'm like, yeah, look, right there. <laughs> um, and, and when they heard the numbers, they're like, wait, really? And so really, like a lot of when we talk about working with, you know, at Campus Inc., we work with students. Some of them happen to be athletes. It really started as, as you also like slinging and making money. What was that money like in college for you? I don't know how we track it. I don't oh, know. man, I, I have my old commission tracker and I don't even know what the percentage was then, but just wrote it down, wrote with my total sales was. But it was great because I never had to ask my parents for money. So it worked out. It My mom was like, I would normally would split a Christmas gift for each other, like with the siblings, but I like bought my mom a gift once and she was like, what, nah, where are you getting this money from? Like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm selling t-shirts. She's like, all right, okay, like this doesn't make any sense. Came down for mom's weekend and then she was sitting there like running around 
all the different locations and events, taking pictures like, oh, my God, my son made that. My son made that. So I think she realized like, oh, okay, you actually are selling shirts and nothing else. But yeah, it was just I was like, yeah, Steve, I got a job. And she's like, you don't need to be doing that. Like, you don't need another job on campus. So kind of worked out, though. So so Brock is now creative director for our athletes. And it's a it's a special role um, as you've grown into it. And it's super deserving of it. It's honestly been a, a game changer too. You know, when we talk about, yeah, how we, you know, to your point, Stephen, wanting to to work with students to teach them design and sales, just happens to be that some of the students that we work with are athletes. Um, you know, the amount of times that Brock can come in and, and have that conversation around not just the creative side, but also like, look, this is this is how much momentum this can get across your campus. I've seen it happen. I've done it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Not just, again, from the creative side, but also from that that education side of, hey, this is how it will work. This is how we can move as much merch as possible. Um, that experience has, has, has been awesome. What's it like talking to athletes for you, Brock? I think the coolest part about it so far has been kind of building their story and figuring out who they are besides like playing a sport. Um, you kind of we have a questionnaire that they fill out. And I thought that was super important because there's certain different things that even when I'm doing branding on a freelance basis that there's certain different keywords or certain different ways or aesthetics that you want art to be or some story that you're trying to to tell. And with that questionnaire, we kind of get a deeper dive into even like, what does your tattoos mean? It's such a huge thing because there was mm. some reason that they got this piece of artwork on their body for the rest of their lives. So, so trying to build <laughs> that story out um, for them has been the coolest part. So really kind of get into the, the personal version of these athletes has been the coolest part. Brock, how is that different? I mean, you were slinging for the sororities and the fraternities, right? Designing for them mm-hmm. who are just, you know, super picky and, and, you know, how is it different when you transition from designing for, you know, frats and sororities to designing for athletes? Like, what, what do you think harder, easier? What, what have the challenges been? I think that trying to portray, because we don't really know who their fans are. We don't know who's really going to buy. And on the student side, I'm pushing my students to, you know, I don't, if they say there's going to be 50 shirts order, I'm thinking in there, I'm having them think in their brain, like, oh, it's actually going to be 25. So you got to see who's going to be wearing this merch, who's going to be rocking it. Like, do you think someone's actually going to be spending this amount of money on it? Is it priced well? Um, That's kind of just the only thing that's been a little bit different is, you know, fraternities, you know, they have these set different dates. But when we're coming on to NIL, you know, we're building out a storyline every single time. So it's not just putting your face on something. It's like, what's your favorite slogan? What's been special to you? What do you want to build out? Like Sydney Stevens is a great example of that. She didn't really want her face everywhere. She wanted to build something that was special for her that's long lasting. So that is kind of like building the brand of with Campus Inc. is a part of that. And every time she texts me, it's like so fun because she's like this long drawn out thing, but she knows what she wants. But I'll come back in and kind of do the creative like audit of it. And then we come up with something. So the collaboration part is, again, like my favorite part of it. Yeah, and one of the most, I would say, difficult parts, but can also be rewarding, is building that relationship with the athlete. And you have to be super patient. Mm-hmm. Um, every athlete works at different speeds. Yeah. They all... Different um, times of the day. Different, different times, times of the day. day. Some really in the morning, a lot at night, a lot on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. When you're uh, sinking into the couch yeah. for your last few hours of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Brock does a really, really good job of 
maintaining that relationship with the athletes um, because ultimately they're we we all recognize they're extremely important to what we do they're going to spread the word about the good things that we're doing to their teammates um i don't know brock how how is that for you in terms of building that relationship with them has it has it has it been smoother are there times where they're like oh man why are you texting me right <laughs> no, now no i I'm a night owl. I'm more now. I don't really know. It's never been like an issue for me. I don't really care. It's like another text message on my phone, to be honest with you. So yeah. um, I don't really I think that it's I'll get back to you or come up with concepts or kind of just really figure out what they want to do with their first couple of drops or launches or what's important to them. And then kind of building that relationship because I'm really a big person into like people buy from people. Like I tell my students Mm -hmm. that like, don't just go in there with the sale, like figure out what their why is and how you can solve it. So I think design is definitely a problem solution type of situation. So even the problem of we're trying to get merch out for a specific time zone or time drop, um, so we need to plan a little bit differently. But what do you think is going to hit your fans a lot more or your supporters? And on the student side, I'm kind of telling them like, hey, what do they need done? They need something done for their fraternity or sorority or maybe they don't know exactly what they need. So that's why I show them an athlete guide before that kind of helps with inspiration and show what we've done for other players or what we possibly can do. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the text messaging. You know, <laughs> Brock, you, you talked a little bit about like uncertainty Mm -hmm. like you don't know how many shirts they're gonna sell No, you don't how and and so there's a big risk that we take when we work with an athlete because a lot of times we'll get parents that send us designs (laughs) if you're an nil athlete don't let your parents design your merch um oh boy um yeah uh (laughs) we love you very much we love you mom and dad we promise to get you a free shirt but yes please let us do the designs we've been doing this Um, for a long time for a reason yeah okay so we talk a lot about guaranteed success Mm -hmm. how do you guarantee because if you put something out there and no one buys it your athlete the athlete's gonna be like what the yeah. heck? You're not going to make the athlete any money. You're going to be like, why did we even waste our time with mm-hmm. that? Right? Creative ain't, ain't, ain't free. <laughs> how do you how do you figure that out? So I think that now I really do. Like I'm not in a rush to launch the merch right away. I would rather figure out what do you think that we can build out like something with your nickname or something with a tattoo or something with a slogan. Um, I think those are more important and something that someone's going to wear every single day and not just Mm -hmm. um, for your events, I think is another thing. So um, inspirational quotes on the back or something that's special to you, or maybe you have a dog like we did for Jake Grandison. We did that um, Pluto one. So, um, uh, and then even with Corbello, his girlfriend drew one. Um, and so those different storylines are kind of special for people. And even if the first drop doesn't do good or the second drop, we keep like playing with different things that find something that's special. So like T-Mac, um, I know he loves comics and things like that. And I saw that in his questionnaire. And so I was walking with Sean that's once cool. down the street and I like turned around and I was like, oh, wait, that we got to do that for T-Mac. And he's like, what? I was like, just give me a couple of days. Just give me a couple of days. <laughs> and then I came back and he's like, what are you? What? So I said it to T-Mac and he was like, absolutely. No problem. So, yeah. you know, you read those questionnaires, you figure out their why or what's kind of like their personality. And then you keep going from there. Like the next one definitely won't be a comic, but we can kind of keep playing with that in different ways. 
how do you deal with them if if what they have in their head you look at it and you're like I don't think that's gonna I will typically send something else that I'm like what if we combine this with your idea and this mm-hmm. or refine it and typically they don't really have like the most creative bone in their body but they will like kind of work together and people don't I'll show them something and then they're like, oh, wait, like, how about we just change the words for that? Because I feel like you got to show somebody some inspiration because they're not really thinking about that. So I tend to go to Pinterest or um, use a freelance artist or honestly just kind of go on Instagram and stalk a couple different clothing brands that I think, you know, it's so random where I kind of get inspiration from. But definitely the old school days and how those shirts were when we were younger that we always had the oversized vintage ones and just with different creative abilities, illustrations of yourself versus just doing like retro streetwear and things like that. So I think playing with different styles, playing with different trends that are important right now. And this honestly just playing with the, the athlete at hand, you know, it's different. Every time I'm thinking about something, it's I can be doing something for one designer and I'll pull up another tab and be like, wait, I got to add this to that. So I, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I, I was so grateful to to have you, you know, kind of not just help, but oversee a lot of this creative process because mm-hmm. that was one of my most daunting things when I came on board was like, oh, geez, I got to come up with cool things for these athletes. Like they're in trouble if, if I'm responsible for it. Um, so, you know, it's it's been a, a big learning curve for me just watching you work. And, and a big thing that I've learned from you and Steven both is always asking the question, like, who's going to wear it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, we don't just want to put something out there and be like, Oh, it's a shirt. It exists. So it's going to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, which there are some people that, that do that. Just throw something on a shirt. It'll sell. But both of your approach is really like, okay, who's going to wear this Mm -hmm. and how do we make sure that it speaks to them? So, you know, that's a pretty big creative lift. That's a a pretty big process. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you do all this yourself? Are you working solo? (laughs) How, How does that process work when you're answering those hard questions? Um, so, I, you know, we have a couple of freelance designers that we use. Um, We've used like Quasi before um, and like he has a specific style. But how it kind of is, is I get inspiration from everywhere. But I also do kind of collaborate with the team or I'll text a student like, what do you think? Like, what do you think about this? So I kind of include them a lot. Carter Crane, Grace Reisinger. um, I kind of ask them a lot of questions and I'll send stuff to Steven at like one o'clock in the morning. Like, what about this? And he's like, he's like, what are you doing up? Like, what? I'm like, this would be perfect for this player. And then he's like, well, what if we did it for this person? So uh, it's different every single day. I don't know. There's not like a complete strategy around it. Um, I kind of go back and forth in conversation. And even like the first time I send something to the athlete, like they don't always say yes. And so kind of gets me back to the drawing board, but I'm never like defeated. I'm like, if we don't like it now, we can use it for another time. It's not that big of a deal. And I keep think I think tell them that too. like, say no, please, please say you don't like this, because if not, then I'm like, oh, this is this is what you want. This is who you are. So, yeah. And, and I think to your point, Brock, like you're an amazing artist and, you know, you can draw things, you can design, you can do that. But you are also a hunter and gatherer of really good artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how to bring people together and be like, hey, do you want to work on this with mm-hmm. me? You know, if there's a specific style on Instagram, you'll be like, whoa, that's a really cool piece of art. Why don't we highlight that artist? Like, you know, Kwasi in Chicago helped us out a mm-hmm. bunch. And that just helps the whole ecosystem yeah. out, mm-hmm. right? And I think something that, that you, you know, you don't know if you do or not is you're not about taking credit and saying, I designed yeah. it. I feel like it's more, I assembled this whole thing. And if it sells a billion pieces, that's 
that's the best feeling in the that's world. That's the best feeling. You know? I mean, I it doesn't have to all come for me. It's more so the direction. And I also given those other artists opportunities to kind of build their portfolio because I, when I grew up, it was always kind of like getting blessed with opportunities for um, different art and even just like seeing my designs on like billboards or seeing them on t-shirts. I still to this day see shirts that I've made in college or just like a random jersey that I've made on the street. And I'm like, oh, I made that. Or my friends are walking around like, oh man, Brock made that, you know? So it's super cool to see, but I'm not like a just I thing. I think there's student designers that I love. There's They have specific styles and I love being able to incorporate them and build their portfolio at the end of the day. How, how you know, we've got in excess of 500 athletes on the platform. We're scaling out like crazy. Um, you know, that, that curation and that collaboration, I think, is is unbelievable in terms of what the athletes are getting in terms of creative, mm-hmm. right, from us. How, how do you execute that at scale? Like, you know, we're talking about doing custom and, and core stuff for, you know, <laughs> approaching 600 people. Yeah. Uh, and jerseys <laughs> and cartoons. Yeah, yeah. And limited um, Notion. If I didn't have Notion, I kind of have like a Brock's dashboard that's private. And I kind of split out every single one of our tasks from urban champs, from student designer to athletes. And just kind of like do my checklist every single morning. I kind of write out a list that needs to get done before 11. And then once I do, I don't really speak to humans until I get that done. And then after like everybody from the <laughs> other side of the office is like, oh, are you done with your work <laughs> or your, your 11 a.m. work? So um, it's it's been a process for me to kind of start getting more organized and kind of start having due dates and timelines and knowing what I need for um, everything like that. And also graphics has been very helpful. Um for that because I get to kind of just like put all my ideas, like I'll mood board everything on like an illustrator file and then send it off to them and very descriptive, like, please change this, please make this, this, please use inspiration from this, this, and this. So graphics is the goat. Um, they have helped quite a few <laughs> and even Pantones. I have been driving myself crazy for nights and nights and nights trying to match college university Pantones <laughs> to sublimation. And I had to like email Rob once at graphics and nick um as well and just like hey i need help <laughs> rob rob's the pantone whiz i remember we, we were out at uh i can't remember some pizza parlor some night paradise, uh, park. paradise, paradise park. park yeah and you know rob's looking around the room we're like what pantone color is that pink neon sign and he just rattles off the pantone you're you're like losing your mind looking oh, him up looking he's like up maybe on my one app. or two pantones off if not perfect so to give a little bit of background, Campus Inc. is backed by uh, a partner called Graphex, and they're uh, they're an art service, um, and they have uh, basically an elastic team that is able to help us when we get super busy, um, and that's how we scale, right? And so, you know, a lot of it could be Brock working on all the creative, getting everything together. We send it off to them, and within 24 hours, it comes back ready, curated, mocked up. We can get it out to the athletes. That's the same kind of service that bigger companies like Fanatics and and, and all those companies mm-hmm. do. And I think when when you know Adam and I are pitching to investors, and they're like, "How do you do all the art?" and it's like, you know, it's because it's because this is in our blood. We just we know how to move art very very quickly. But we also know how to move art that looks good because it's got to be on a yeah. t-shirt. We're not making cover <laughs> photos. Yeah. Doing, doing, doing a photo for a website or, you know, that's very different than something that's print ready to be on merchandise. Mm-hmm. 
and you talked about Pantones too. That was another really important piece, Brock, that I've just been really uh, impressed by you. Cause you know, when we're doing this co-licensed merchandise, you have to get the colors, right. you, know, you say Pantone perfect, yeah. right? It has to be perfect. Um, and so it's, it's great to be able to have partners like that, that can work at mm-hmm. scale. Um, I have like reached out to uh, one of our uh, old student designer, Elena Schneider. She works in um, kind of automotive business when it comes to coloring and like Amy Monks. And I'm like, I'm freaking out about these Pantones. I need you to help me. Like I need <laughs> to convert these. And so when we got our first samples in the other day and the, the colors were right, I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I can do this now because you're just <laughs> waiting breathe. for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they came in. I was like, oh, I don't even want to see them. They're totally wrong. And then they were right. So... <laughs> And, and I, th- I think to your point, just because it looks good on a computer doesn't mean it looks good no. in person. And I, I give a lot of that credit. You know, you're, you're, you're teaching this to Sean and Adam. Like you've lived in the print shop. You know what a bucket of Pantone ink looks like. You know what National Red looks like. You know, you know what maroon looks like. And you know the difference between crimson and red, yeah. right? We don't want to yeah. mess that up, um, you know. And so I think that's something we, we put in our craft is – you know, when we get the license of a university, we take that really Serious. seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to make sure that when we print, like it's actually going to look awesome. Um, and I think that that starts in, in really good art. Um, I, I guess, you know, like Brock, what has been your favorite design to work on for the athletes so far? Oh, <laughs> I would either have to say I have this crazy one that I haven't even shown you guys yet for Dewan Jones. It's like I turned him in, turned him into <laughs> Thor. Um, it's like it's him in the football outfit, but his hand is like a Thor and it's in the uh, Ohio State colors. But I would have to say also Weatherman with Sky Clark was a cool one. He came was, and was like, I want to be a superhero. And I'm like, oh, man, let's go. And so um, but then I also loved like the simplicity of like T-Max design of just the one in front of the crop in front of the top and it was like built out texas made um i kind of i every week i have a new favorite design so <laughs> um or every other day that's how, that's how you know you you got a guy who loves this yeah. craft he's like he's like i don't know what, what week know, is it What's i don't my know i don't week? know which one you know i loved but yeah. but i think the part that you said there is sometimes the simplest stuff yeah. is the best you know, like Sydney Stevens, it was all about placement, right? Like, how do I just get really good placement of the logos rather than trying to go crazy? And then with even it? just personalizations. Uh, one time, I like took one of the athletes that we were working with. I took a screenshot of her story, and I, she drew this heart. And I screenshotted it and took it to Illustrator and brought it in and put it on the apparel and then told her. And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you posted this like three days ago. Screenshotted it, but I wanted to make it a part of her piece because then it becomes more of a like a personal thing or like their signature or things like that. So adding those little things, even when we did Dangerous Birthday Drop, you know, like having specific highlights on um, High Park, where he was from or something about the school or nicknames or anything that he's called, we kind of put that all into one. And it was rather simple, but it still was like graphically pleasing. So, so I I mean, I I love what you said there of just kind of, taken stuff from the athletes and their stories um that 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 particular athlete was nia dennis is that, that right is nia dennis uh, former ucla mm-hmm. yeah former ucla gymnast um I, I think one thing that i've watched you kind of really lean into is um and I, i've seen it help your art too is just kind of being a genuine yeah. fan of all these athletes that we work <laughs> with um i want to I, I want you i'm going to tee you up here a little bit i want you to to talk a little bit about uh just how you feel about 
college softball. Oh my God. I watch college <laughs> softball so much and college baseball. My buddies used to be on the University of Illinois baseball team and I'm like best friends with them. And every time they come over, they're like, what are you doing? Watching baseball and softball all the time. And I like sitting on all of the team, like it. pictures and stuff. And I'm just like amazed or like swimming or Honestly, anything at this point, I'm just always watching the sports or when they have a game, I'm looking at their Instagram. So, um, yeah, I just I love it. And I kind of get inspiration from there. There's certain different things. Maybe there's a pose that they do or maybe there's something. So you kind of have to be that person for a little bit or try to be and fit in their shoes for a little bit to be able to design for them um, to kind of understand who they are, what they like, nicknames, just like certain smirks or expressions that they do. So, yeah. <laughs> During uh, softball playoffs, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was a World Series. Yeah. I would get t- we would get text messages, and it was like exclamation points. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what happened? She's like, Keely just struck awesome. out another one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you? Oh, like our our, our athletes are on TV. Yeah, it's a triple. Um, it's yeah. a triple. Like what? Oh, Brock's like, watching yeah. softball again. <laughs> what are you talking about? But even like in the draft, we were listening to Kofi, you know, and. And, and, yeah. and really, I think putting yourself in their shoes, Sean, this is a big part of what you do and what our plans are when we build out these school solutions. Um, what, what is your goal? Because like, that is so special that we're able to support the athletes. Like, I remember you literally like when Ashley Prangy had, you know, was playing, like you were, you yeah. were posting about her. Tell yeah. us about your plans to do that. And, and how you're going to figure out and yeah, tell us about a little bit about that. And well, about first Brock, of all, I just want to first of all, I just want to say I'm very nervous for Brock's uh, well-being as he's rooting for literally every athlete in the country here in a couple months and watching every bit of sports <laughs> programming that's on TV because we're going to have an athlete playing at all, all hours. hours of the day, sometimes against each other. Then it's going to be very scary. Um, so Brock, I, I'm I'm a little nervous for you, but also excited. Um, no, but I think one of the things that I, I know is really, really important is we want to find organic ways to be able to push our athletes' collections. And so one of those ways is to literally just piggyback on official school Twitter accounts. If they're tweeting something, I want to be right in their replies right away, have that first reply 30 seconds later saying, hey, if, say, it's Keely Rochard for Virginia Tech just had a strikeout, to strike out the side, ends the inning, whatever, makes a big play. I want to be right there in the reply saying, amazing job, Keely. Support her here. So that fans who are on Virginia Tech Softball's Twitter, this is their direct market of people that would be supporting her. They're going to see that in the replies and hopefully click it. And maybe they don't purchase it there, but, hey, they're at least aware. Ooh, I didn't realize she was there. Oh, wait, Keely's teammate, uh, Kelsey's there and they also have Meredith and they also have Mackenzie and they have all these other players. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Wait a minute. They also have Virginia tech football. Wait, they also have Virginia tech soccer and it just kind of builds from there. Um, so that's going to be a major part of our strategy uh, and no different than Brock um, taking in every piece of sports programming. We're going to need kids on, on college campuses who are kind of curating these social accounts 
and really taking advantage of those opportunities because um, as much as I love sports, I don't know that now that I'm married, I wouldn't be able to do that at all. Out of the day. So, <laughs> Sean and uh, I are neighbors, so maybe we can uh, yeah. watch, watch parties. <laughs> <laughs> swimming and diving is on yeah. your wives can hang out <laughs> well and um, the other the other piece ahead. of that too is like you know what you were talking about with keely what you're talking about with kofi and 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 brock's just you know capacity and ability and vision for for wanting to build that broader brand yeah. is you know it goes way beyond college too that's that's the really exciting thing is you know you can sell your merch while you're in college but you can sell your merch at the next level you can sell your merch you know, in, until you die. Um, and so building that brand that you've talked about already, Brock, that speaks to who you are as a person doesn't just stop to who you are as an athlete in this stage Absolutely. right now uh, is a really neat thing because you can, yeah, you can leverage that and you can use that to um, to kind of have some influence and, and talk about who you are. In yeah, perpetuity. your business, I just feel like your name is. And so even you're in college right now, like there's only so long you can wear the jersey. And so after it's kind of really building out, like, what do you want to like do with the world? Like, what do you want to do? Is it an impact? Do you Are you big into mental health? Are you working with another organization that does something that is community service around just multiple things that build out your brand in past sports. Like, yeah, we can always do stuff that's sports specific, but um, tell your story. This is the opportunity to do it while you guys are in college. So student athletes that are working with us, like this is the time to kind of deep dip, deep dive into yourself and like, what do you want to portray? What do you think your fans are going to want to wear? But also just like, what storyline are you wanting to tell? And I think part of our why, right, and and what we're doing, we're playing a very long game here. Uh, a lot of like, you know, people will be like, how, how do you plan to sell on campuses across the country? And it's like, we're going to immerse ourselves into the lives, you know, and understand what these players do. Um, and that is the only way. There's no amount of ads we can pay for. You know, there's not, this is all organic. Um, and that's the best type of marketing. Um, I guess, uh, Sean, do you want to, do you want to break to everyone who runs our Illini Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sort of know who he is, but uh, honestly, you're the one that found him, Steven. I know he's a young, younger, I guess he's, I don't know, about 18 years old. 17. But he just loves Illinois. 17 years old. Uh, and he is obsessed with Illinois sports. Um, Mr. Illini Country. Kind of, yeah. Runs Illini Country. Stephen came across him. And, I, you know, it's honestly what you're looking for. In these social accounts, we, we see them as sports communities first mm -hmm. and a store second. The more people that are invested and rooting for the team and following these accounts for that aggregation of sports news, the more they might be interested in buying and supporting our, our athletes. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so we have a 17-year-old <laughs> running the Illini store Kill Instagram. It. Kill it. He's it. crushing um, it. He's crushing it. Doing a great um, job. What's funny he is... Loves basketball. Loves basketball. We got <laughs> to get him on other sports. Mike, if you're listening to this, maybe we'll bring him on here. Um, that's actually what ESPN did with Omar from House of Highlights. Yep. Um, really good organic stuff. Really passionate people. Um, we turn them into blogs, other content, um, and, and it turns into a it's an entertaining play and his takes are really good for a 17 year old. Yeah. I think the funniest part, people are like when he does Q and a on his Illini country, they're like, are you going to go to Illinois? He's like, I can't even apply yet. <laughs> I'm like, if that kid does not get in. 
Um, but, but, but that's really the goal is, is as we're running all of these and we're building them out in Indiana, you know, Sean's yeah. tapping into the Indiana community to find, you know, people to help and, and students. Yeah. Um, Brock, could you talk a little bit about long-term and what your vision is for, you know, students working with athletes? Cause we're, we're starting to roll that out a little bit. We did it with Grace mm-hmm. and, and Carter this summer. What is that? Um, I think like? it's going to kind of be working um, you know, like our top salespeople or the ones that we know communicate the best, um, kind of building it out where they can kind of handle the drop and they can finally start to um, enhance their creative um, portfolio and things like that. So I think that's going to be like in a group chat with me or kind of for a couple of times and kind of going through a normal order, just like you would do a normal T-shirt for a fraternity and sorority. There's no difference. You just have to have a little bit of structure like, hey, these are a couple different things. Or, you know, I did it with Grace and Carter just to see how it would work. Like, hey, this is what this athlete um, wants. Can you make this? And then they do it and send it. And I'm like, now you can put this in your portfolio. And they're like, oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. You know, and it's, you know, that part where they're always going to be able to think like, okay, I made this athlete's artwork back in 2000, whatever. And they can say that forever. And I think that's the coolest part for me is kind of mixing that two of certain students work with athletes on that campus or athletes anywhere and just start becoming a designer, you know? I think it's, uh, you know, you said that Brock, like sharing yeah. that feeling. We share this yeah. with students, the feeling you get oh, when you design your first shirt and you see it out. Your stomach drops. You're like, that's my shirt. I still do it. My wife always started like, art in the wild. <laughs> I started to art um, in the wild highlight. <laughs> but yeah, art in the wild. Yeah, um, there could be pictures of me and Brock pointing <laughs> people out on Lakeshore Drive. But but the the greatest feeling is is passing that to someone else and letting them feel it. Right, having another student feel that, having an athlete say, "Wow, I got to work on this. I got to be a part of this." And that's really our our long term goal is how do we collide what we've done in our student designer program with what we're doing with our athletes and create this synergy where on those campuses, you have amazing artists, amazing kids mm-hmm. in, in media, you know, um, and, and, you know, amazing athletes. And, and that is professional mm-hmm. development. I don't know how better to say it. Adam wants to turn this into a three hour course that they get credit for. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that is the collision of, of Adams that we're trying to really make. And that's why, when we hear about other people doing NIL and in the merch world, we're like, okay, kill it. You know, <laughs> do doesn't you really bother us? Cause this is, this is much different. Sean, what were you going to say? No, I, I just have one kind of more, uh, larger retrospective question. I, I'm very much a student still of campus Inc. Um, very new. Adam is new with the company, been around a little bit longer, but Brock, you've been with this company for so long. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on, um, seeing how far the company mm-hmm. has come over the years, how much pride you take in it. And, and, and I, I know you're somebody <laughs> that likes to move a hundred miles an hour, but yeah. when you take a step back to see where the company's come from and, and where it's going, um, how much pride do you take in it? I mean, I've literally been here since I was a kid to me, you know, I've put different, I've been in different roles and put into different opportunities and just continue to grow. And I think nowadays is, kind of being that person for the students has been everything. So like teaching them, like I love when they bother me on a weekend and I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to learn this design. Um, because I was once there and I didn't like really have, <laughs> I had Steven teach me artwork, you know, or like learning on YouTube, but it's really just kind of being that inspiration for them that they can do something a little bit 
um, more, even if they're not a design major. I don't even think that's like a thing. And that's what the student designer um, position is. It's like you don't have to be a student. I mean, you don't have to be a design major. We have nurse, nurses that kill it, you know, like on the sales front and design front. So seeing them even just do a simple left chest and I'll do the rest of the artwork for you. It's just their piece of artwork and their start of their career. Um, and then kind of just pushing them and kind of being like, it's OK, you can do this. You have this art. You are a good artist. You know, like that, that re-encouragement for them is a huge thing. And even just a student athlete, like you are part of that process as well, that creative process. So taking a step back, I'm like, wow, we've like really done it. And we're like inspiring a student, even when they say they got their first job, like getting those thank you text messages from my graduates from last year. It's just like, wow, you guys are going into the real world. You are using what you've learned from Campus Inc. And if, even if you guys want to still close orders, they still hit me up. So I think that's the coolest part is just seeing them <laughs> develop from like, never, yeah, never seeing selling. them develop since like freshman year and then go all the way up and graduate. It's kind of like, like it very inspirational for me. You know, it's my why. What was, uh, what was your reaction when Steven called you and told you that Mark Cuban was going to be a part of campus? I'm almost 90% positive. I was at a bar and uh, I left. I was like, I can't. I was like, you guys, I was like, I have to go, go for a second. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And I texted him like, what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? And then he was like, no, it's for real. And I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. And I kind of had a moment like in my, like on my balcony. And I was like, wow, this is this is kind of happening. This is not just sell a t-shirt to a student, you know, get wads of cash and bring them into the, <laughs> the office, you know, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, Mark would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, bring but, wads of cash. yeah. I thought it was the craziest mm -hmm. thing, but we are blessed with the opportunity and we are just grinding it out. You know, I've immersed myself into this grind and can't really get out of it. So yeah. Brock is uh, Brock is truly first one in, last one out. I got I got a final question for you, Brock. What's up? Um, you know, you you have these creative conversations with athletes mm -hmm. all the time. For any that are listening, what, what's your best piece of advice in terms of working with you know Campus Inc. Uh, making sure that they're they're able to get out of this process what what they need to think about who's going to wear the shirt. Think about what storyline that you're trying to portray, what your why is and what you, even if you want to go on the athletic route or if you want to continue to do something else after, start to think about your brand and your name as a business outside of sports is the biggest thing that I want to tell athletes. So this is yeah. good. This is good. This is like our text channel. <laughs> just uh, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to do in, this in more often. It's a good riff. Yeah. Um, well, this is, uh, this has been an awesome episode. I'm sure people listening would just, I mean, it's just a testament to, uh, Brock being the backbone of Campus Inc. And, uh, as we grow and continue to scale, you heard him talk about what our why is and, and why that's so important to us. And, um, you know, these are, these are our insides and how we operate. So hopefully everyone enjoyed <laughs> listening to, to, to the behind the scenes of how Brock Anthony does it. Uh, you guys have anything else? That's it. Sweet. <laughs> That's well, it. This is another episode of the NIL show. We got Adam, Sean, Brock, myself, Steven. Talk to you later. Hey, everyone. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear or company merchandise. We're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.